0: podcast studio on the campus of champions, Gardner-Webb University in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. This is Bulldog Dialogue. Hello everybody, I'm Gardner-Webb University President William Downs, and welcome to episode 16 of my podcast series. And we've got another good one in store for you today. Just a couple of weeks ago, we came together on the eve of the Big South Conference Women's Basketball Tournament. We spoke then with head coach Alex Simmons and three star players about what might happen if, if we won that tournament. Well, folks, spoiler alert, GWU's women's basketball team ran through three opponents at Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, captured the Big South tournament crown, and is now poised to go to the big dance for the first time in more than a decade. So on today's show, we'll be joined and rejoined by Coach Alex Simmons and another supporting cast. We'll scout GW's first-round opponent in the NCAA tournament. We'll put this season in some historical perspective, and we'll let all the fans in Bulldog Nation know how they can support this team throughout March Madness. All that and a whole lot more when we return on the other side of this short break, so stick around. How do you support Gardner Web Athletics? Join the Bulldog
1: Club. What's in it for you? Access. Special deals on tickets, regular communications with the latest schedules, early access to tickets, special Bulldog Club gear, and most importantly, you get to support our student athletes. Go to GardnerWeb.edu and search for Bulldog Club and join today.
0: Welcome back, everybody, and thanks again for joining us on Bulldog Dialogue. We've got quite a cast of characters with us here in the studio today, headlined by head women's basketball coach Alex Simmons. Welcome back, Coach. Alongside Coach Simmons today, we have Michaela Funderburk, 5'9", junior guard from Charlotte, North Carolina. Michaela wears number zero on her jersey, but she's put up some impressive numbers this season. Four three-pointers and 16 total points and a big win over a really good East Carolina team. Two clutch steals and a big road win over VCU. She's not afraid to shoot. 122 attempted three-pointers this season. 36 minutes played in a road win at Austin P. And the number six is an important one for Michaela, and we'll get to that number in just a few minutes. We also have Wes Cogdall, executive director of the Bulldog Club. And to my knowledge, Wes has never played a game of women's basketball <laughs> in his life. But he can tell all of our listeners how you can support our dogs when they hit the road this week and how you can support GW athletics throughout the year. Last but not least, Mark Rabb, Assistant Athletic Director for Media Relations. Mark is a walking, talking encyclopedia of knowledge about GW athletics. So he'll help put this season in some historical perspective. Welcome all. Glad to have you on the show. Has everybody recovered from Selection Sunday.
2: I think we've recovered, we're just ready at this point. Just ready, that's
0: (laughs) what we want to hear. So, um, the 22-23 women's basketball squad at Gardner-Webb's made some history. We've established that. Nearly 25 milestones have been set this season including individual team and conference records. There's excitement everywhere, throughout the community, throughout the region. Media across the state are taking note of what's been accomplished here in Boiling Springs. This championship culture is evident across the campus, the students, the faculty, the staff, alumni alike, they're embracing the experience. We had a standing room only crowd on hand at Tucker Student Center last night for the selection show. I'm excited to explore with each of you the impact that this type of season has on the university and how it can set us up for future success. And we're gonna start, as you guess, we might, with the leader of the team, Coach Simmons. Coach, uh, heading into the Big South Tournament, Gardner-Webb had that big target on your backs. Um, Earning the tournament championship was not going to be easy, and it wasn't easy, uh, that is for sure. Can you talk to us a little bit, uh, your thoughts about the challenges you guys had to overcome, especially in the semifinal game, but also in the final game of the tournament?
2: Well, I think in that semifinal game, that was the first time that we had really faced some tough adversity. Um, I believe we got down fifteen, maybe sixteen, um, in the second quarter. Um, going into the third quarter, um, but I also think that we were so tight during the season. Um, we had some tough practices uh, leading up to the to the conference tournament. That you know nothing was going to shake us. Um, you know, I could tell by the players' demeanor that even um, in the deficit that we were going to win that basketball game. Um, I think especially when it went into overtime, probably all 14 players, all six, seven coaches said, all right, it's over now because um, we, were, we were so focused and we knew that we could uh, outlast Radford in that game.
0: So Radford came to play. Um, walk us through halftime. Was this something that the team leaders took care of? or did you have to light a fire?
2: No, I don't. From what I remember, um, I may have blocked out a little bit, but <laughs> um, from what I remember, when I walked in that locker room, they kind of had everything figured out already. Um, we do something that I did as a player and that Coach Summit wanted us to do, um, just write everything on the board, adjustments, um, things we need to get better at, things we need to keep doing. Um, and they had it all figured out by the time I got in there. So I really didn't have to, um, between Kiari, between Jessica, I didn't have to do much of yelling or motivating or anything like that
0: walk us through championship Sunday
2: championship Sunday um, I know everybody has heard me say you know we just got a vibe and sometimes that has a very bad connotation but for our team it does not um, you know vibing means everybody be on the same page um, everybody doing their job um, and that's really what it was all about we don't watch film on game days um, we were actually watching other championship games um, that day Um, you know, it was just a very, very Sunday. We had the gospel music blasting in practice on Sunday morning. So um, I think that set the tone for us. We just, we wanted to keep our team, I guess, just peaceful and as crazy as it sounds. Um, Trust me, I know, I know our team, but we wanted to keep them as peaceful and um, just very, very loose. And that's what, that's what we did.
0: You wore some Tennessee volunteer orange on championship Sunday in Charlotte. Talk us through the emotions of winning a championship as a coach, cutting down those nets after having done it as a player?
2: Winning a championship as a head coach, that's the only thing in my career that I have not done. Um, And I got into coaching because of Coach Summon. Everybody asked, was this for Tennessee Well, not necessarily. Um, It was more so of a Pat Summit deal. Um, I tried to outfit compare some of her outfits and went back to um, one of our last games, one of her last games to see what she wore, and I saw she wore the orange um, suit. I can't go... All orange, um, so I just chose the pants. <laughs> um, but that's something that I hadn't done as a as a head coach, and I told our players at the beginning of the year um, that that was on my goal list. Um, and I think they were locked into that goal, um, just like I was locked into theirs So just to do it as a head coach, it just it hits very very differently. Um, you're making all the decisions, um, you're making some of the best decisions, and some of the wrong decisions. So um, the fact that they were locked into that goal, it just made it that much more
0: special. How important was it to you to have such a large and vocal GW fan base at the conference tournament, and then again last night at the selection show?
2: That our fans were the reason, one of the reasons that we won that basketball game, and it was so funny. When I walked out, I see a sea of red, black, and white, and then I look over to my right, and I see a square of purple. And I thought that was just the funniest thing. You see the square of purple, and then right next to them, you see our student section just going crazy crazy um, and that passion I think it helped our team um, some of them were nervous going into that game but I think when they saw the support um, that definitely that definitely made them feel as if they could conquer the war- world and I think they played like that
0: Michaela funderberg you conquered the world uh, <laughs> and congrats by the way on earning the sixth woman award <laughs> Talk to us about uh, what this award means to you and what it's been like for you to be part of this championship team.
3: Um, The award meant a lot to me because coming into the season, that was one of my goals, uh, just to be a sixth player of the year and just for my team. And that's one of the goals I set for myself. And it's really been a fun experience with my teammates and they pushed me to, become that even though like Big South didn't have that award but they pushed me knowing that that's what I wanted to be for them
0: Congratulations on that, Coach. Why, why did Michaela deserve this honor? What what made her stand out this season?
2: Well, I've always said that between her and Lauren Bevis, um, they are fifth and our fifth and sixth starter. Um, either one of them could start for our basketball team. Um, you've seen games where Lauren Bevis didn't shoot the ball well, but Michaela comes in and takes makes up for it, um, and vice versa. Michaela doesn't shoot the ball well, and Lauren Bevis makes up for it. Um, so they've always had that selfless mentality. Um, that they didn't care about starting, they didn't care about minutes, they just wanted our team to win. Um, I feel like Michaela is our personality of our team. She brings positivity. Um, she brings the laughs. She brings just everything. She's the one who's mainly doing a lot of the coaching on the court and making the adjustments during the game. So I felt like because the Big South didn't have that award, um, it was very important for to make sure that our players didn't know that we were doing that. Um, I was kind of just observing throughout the year and making notes and, um, you know, seeing how people responded in hard places. And I feel like Michaela separated herself from that standpoint.
0: First time you've had this award.
2: First
3: time.
0: Awesome. So Michaela, what makes you such a great fearless shooter?
3: Great fearless shooter. I just, um. You have no inhibitions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, it's just something I always like working on, um, Believe it or not, back in the day I used to be a driver. I could used to never could shoot threes. Um, I never was a shooter. Uh, I tore my ACL three times. I was like, mm. I'm not driving no more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about to be a sharp shooter. So when I just think about that is just this is what makes it so much fun. And you know, three three points is more than two.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, Mikael. So. <laughs> but 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 run with that because a three pointer at a pivotal moment in a game can
4: turn, that can turn the, the momentum. Mm-hmm. Turn the
0: tide. Crowd gets into it. Roof blows off, and we saw it a few times in, in Charlotte. So uh, keep up that hot streak. Uh, we got Mark Rabb in the podcast studio, so we need to make use of Mark Rab. Mark, you've been connected to Gardner Web Athletics how many years? 28. 28 years. The script said quite a while, so thank <laughs> you for turning that into a number there. As you watch this season unfold, to where we are today heading to the big dance, what stands out to you the most about this team, this championship run and the outpouring of support that we've seen for it? well
5: we were talking about this in the office the other day the the one difference from this between this team and some of the other good teams we've had here is the dominance uh, of of the results and of the big south season you know we, we've had good teams here and there we've had previous big south champions, but that team did not Boat race people like this group had down the stretch, particularly the last half of the season. So that's the that's the biggest difference. And you talk about the best team; ever, they're, they're the best team that we've had here. Um, twenty nine wins is a school record; it's a conference record. And uh, we hope to add to that and have a thirty win team. That would be awesome here. But um, my first year here as a graduate assistant, uh, we won twenty two games and made the Division two national tournament. And that was the first t- time that a women's team any sport here at Garden Web had made. A national tournament, and it was a big deal then. Um, I was here um, in 2010 when we won the regular season and saw the disappointment of, of not getting past Liberty in that championship game. That team was able to turn it around and, and win another 20 games the following year and, and advance the dance. And, and a very good team, very good players, but um, the balance of this team is significant. You've got people that can kill you from all angles and all three levels. Um, you've got a player in Jessica Williams who completely takes over games like no one that I've seen since I've been here, and, and that's impressive. I mean, you've got 3,000-point scorers. That's the first time that that's ever happened here at Gardner-Webb, uh, men's or women's, on, on the same team. So a very impressive group. Coach Simmons has done a good job of, of knowing what she had, had and, and coaching and developing players uh, over the course of the four or five years that they've been here. So it's it's an impressive group.
0: What about the evolution of fan support? Well, you know, Boiling Springs
5: is a basketball town. Uh, At its roots, it just is. And and the people of this community and in in Cleveland County in general get really excited about good basketball. And and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that this was a really good basketball team early on. And when the results started piling up, I mean, you could kind of see the swell growing as the season wore on into late January and February. And quite frankly, the, the New Year's Eve crowd against High Point was one of the better crowds that we had uh, early in the season for either the men's team or the women's team and that was very impressive. We had six, 700 people there for that game. And uh, on New Year's Eve, you know, folks tend to have other things going on, but they, they showed up. They were excited to get the
0: season started uh, in conference play and, and it was impressive. It wasn't too many years ago, Coach, that you had to go to Facebook and you made an appeal to people in the community to come out and support the team. I don't think you need to turn to Facebook anymore. No, I th- I think I, there.
2: I, at this point, we shouldn't have to turn to Facebook. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Wes Cogdall. Uh, this has been a year to remember for GW Athletics, Big South championships in football, now women's basketball, Southern Conference individual title in wrestling with an additional at-large NCAA tourney bid on the wrestling side as well. Share with us what uh, these types of student athlete success stories can do, and in fact are doing for your efforts to to generate support for the Bulldog Club.
6: This season, and since I've been back since September, it's been unreal to be a part of this. But the whole vision of the Bulldog Club is about our student athletes at the end of the day. And for Michaela sitting here, hearing her stories, um, you know, this whole fall and winter and this the best part is we still got spring left so uh, we've got plenty of stories to tell and not only that but we've got championship stories to, to share with the community uh, our members um, and, and our folks that support us and I think for me uh, in, in my role it's one thing for me to say it it's one thing for a coach to say it but when we, we hear the stories of our student athletes it really touches the heart and really drives home what the Bulldog Club's all about and it's uh raising money to help student athletes with scholarships I mean that's what we do and so it's been fun to be be around that and be part of that and you know for me uh when I think back of when I started, if I would have saw this wave, I would have signed. I would have signed up a long time ago. <laughs> but it's fun, and hopefully we keep it going.
0: No doubt, and and you've already had some tremendous success in the past several months. Um, can you talk to our listeners and the Gardner Webb family about how they can become involved and why they should become involved in the Bulldog Club? I,
6: I think this this team right here is a a, a great example. Um, just look at the individual success of all our student athletes, but uh, you combine that with the team and what they've, they've done this season. Um, that's what the Bulldog Club's about, is helping each one of these student athletes reach their, their full potential while they're here at Gardner-Webb. And so as members and, and potential members, that's why you 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 are a Bulldog Club member, is for making a difference in their lives and their experience here at Gardner-Webb, not only in the court but in the classroom. And so anybody that's listening – One, I want to thank our current members for investing in our student-athletes, but those folks that are on the fence, it's a great time to be a part of what we're doing. I mean, my goodness, we've got two championships. We've got wrestlers heading out to Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow. Um, It's a great time to be involved and to support what we're doing. You know, you might get some benefits of, you know, tickets and things like that, but at the end of the day, you're a Bulldog Club member because you believe in our student-athletes here at Gardner-Webb.
0: Well said. All right, uh, so we now know, we now know as of last night who Gardner Webb will be playing in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It's Utah in Salt Lake City on Friday, March 17th. All right, the Utes from the Pac 12, the number two seed playing on their home court. Coach Simmons. Give us the scouting report. Give us your expectations ahead of the game. I know it's only been a few hours.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a stats person. Um, and just when you do some stat comparisons and things like that, I think our defense is where um, everybody talks about our tenacious, aggressive defense. And I think that's where we separate ourselves. Um, I believe we're number seven in the country when it comes to forced turnovers. Um, we're seven in the country when it comes to offensive rebounding, um, 33rd in the country when it comes to scoring. So it's a great matchup. Um, I'm, what I, when I scout and things like that, I think our pace um, should should win us the basketball game.
0: Michaela, you said you've already watched some film. No fear, right?
2: No fear. Beatable. There
0: you go. All right. What about preparation? Preparation any different? Uh, getting ready for you know a, a meaningful game in March. Travel any different? Is this another business trip, or, or do you do you approach it differently?
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely um, a business trip for our coaches. Um, probably a little bit more of consulting. Um, other college coaches um, and other conferences just because we don't they're not a common opponent for us um, they're not somebody that we see multiple times a year or even um, annually so there's a little bit more consulting um, but we we take we take our approach the same way um, we I'm a creature of habit so that would probably never change.
0: All right, so Kim and I got our airplane tickets this morning. We have secured our hotel. We will start packing for a long stay. Um, Wes will tell other folks out there in Bulldog Nation, how can they join us in Salt Lake City?
6: So we're finalizing the details right now, uh, specifically for those folks uh, that will be traveling out to Salt Lake City. So you'll be seeing those on social media and email. Uh, but also here for the local community, Got a great opportunity. We're uh, securing a watch party site, um, one of the local restaurants. We've we've got to finalize details there. All this information will be coming out, emails, social media. I might be standing out on the corner with the (laughs) sign, whatever, you know, bullhorn, whatever we got to do. But uh, uh, we're excited about it. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody that's listening in, tuning in, um, please come watch and support Support our girls as they travel out to Salt Lake City. It's going be, gonna to be a great time. It's
0: been really important for Lauren Bevis to have classes canceled <laughs> during the game. So I officially right here will cancel all of our classes Uh-oh. on Friday. It's spring break. spring break. It's spring break. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> hey, Monday. I can make that happen. You bet. You bet we'll make that happen. You could end up matching up against NC State. in My alma mater. That Absolutely. would be great fun. On
2: Sunday. woo uh,
0: Mark Rabb, how do you prepare for something like this? You and your staff are keepers of GW sports history, the stats, and even some trivia, and we thank you for that, covering events of the magnitude of an NCAA tournament. It's got to take a different type of hands-on approach from you and your staff. Walk us through how how you're going to be getting involved between now and Friday.
5: Well, it's a process that begins, you know, that Sunday pretty quickly after the championship game, the the week leading up to the selection show is always busy. Uh, You have some uh, additional media requests for for Coach Simmons and some of the players uh, that you wouldn't have during the regular season. Uh, The key is as much as we can plan and prepare, the key is being agile. And uh, things happened last minute. To give you an example, um, ESPN wanted to have us participate in the live look-in. Uh, they got us the email and information and made that request at about 1030 on Friday night. Uh, wanted to have an RSVP back by Saturday around noon and have a test done by Saturday night uh, around 8 o'clock. So we got all that done. and. Was able we were able to pull it off, and it was actually quite smooth, and, and they were they were very very helpful.
0: From what I can tell, our live look in had the biggest crowd mm. of any school last night. Yeah,
5: and you know, uh, some schools just do the locker room thing, and uh, I, I think inviting the community into that is is very important. Uh, we saw the impact it had on the community in 2019 when the men uh, men's team uh, made the tournament, and uh, replicating that last night with the women's program was outstanding. Um but to to your point, um there'll be there'll be things that pop up today and tomorrow um that we'll have to adjust and, and get Coach Simmons. Uh matter of fact I just got an email from SiriusXM XM Radio. They want to have her on uh, one of their shows uh, at some point today or tomorrow morning. So we'll work with her and she's very flexible, very easy, she understands the importance of of being on the air and, and getting out. It helps to have a coach with a national nationally relevant pedigree uh and you know, having having played Having two national championships. thats an understatement. Yeah, I mean, you know, she, she's someone who people, you know, kind of remember as a player, and, and uh, that program uh, when she was there, and, and much uh, many years prior to that, is, is one of the more nationally relevant programs that we have in any sport. Uh, so that's a tribute to Coach uh, Coach Summit and what she built there. Um, But as far as the the hands-on and day-to-day type things, you you go from more of a local and regional audience to a national audience, and and it's kind of fun because people don't know your story. Um, You you get to tell that story and and pitch stories to them that they may not know about, and that's kind of fun. So we'll continue to do that as we lead up to the game, and then once the game gets here, um, it kind of takes care of itself.
0: So we said it last night. We have probably said it on this podcast. We'll say it over and over again. Um, The greatest, the most dominant, as Mark said, women's basketball team in the history of the Big South Conference. Coach, you drew a 15 seed. Is that locker room motivation?
2: You know, to be honest, I don't know that our players even know what all that means um, because we just like to play basketball. So when you look at, I mean, I had to go through a full diagram meeting and show the, tell them who Charlie Cream is, what bracketology means, um, you play six games and you win a national champ, Like I went through the whole deal. So not really. I think the motivation, honestly, and I've said this before, is just to win basketball games. Um, and to continue making history, this team really locked in to making history this year, um, and I think that's why you see a lot of the individual accolades. I wanted Michaela and Key and Jess and Lay to have. I want them to be selfish and have their own goals that they want. To me, a lot of the times, Jess got her triple double, and Michaela was telling me, "Hey, she needs one more rebound, so you may mm. need to put her back in the game." Um, uh, Lay needing one rebound off of a free throw, so. There was one game they wanted me to <laughs> they wanted me to have somebody miss a free throw so that somebody else could get a double double, and I said, no, we're not messing <laughs> up our team free throw percentage for that um, so yeah, we were just locked in to winning, um so I don't think it's necessarily locker room motivation. The motivation is I told them I got one check mark on my goal list that we haven't gotten yet, and that on that list it says Greenville region um, and God put this in the right place because now we're, in, we're playing to get in the Greenville region, um, and that's the last check mark that we have.
0: Why not us? There you go. Mikhail Funderburg, what have you enjoyed the most about this season? Is there one moment, one game, something you, you hope that you will always remember?
3: I think the one moment, one game is the last 30 seconds of high point championship game. It's like half of us was like, "Oh, we won! We got, we got, we won a championship." Other half was like, "Okay, now hold on, they, <laughs> they still got shoot free throws." And it was, it was just like a fun moment because we on the bench crying like, "Oh, we just won!" And then it's like, "Wait, wait," you know. But it was, it was, it was really fun this year. I mean, we worked on it since May, championship mentality since May. So it was like when we got there in March, it was like we've been working on this since May so it's like when we got there it was just so no pressure because this is what we've been working on for almost a year now so it was just fun watching all of us grow from the summer just watching like the freshmens come in not knowing what they was getting themselves into even though we try to warn them a little bit but <laughs> they didn't know what they was getting themselves into and just watching them grow and us just growing as a team because like most of us been together since my freshman year, so for three years now, and we've grown as players and on and off the court. So it's just been a fun experience. Not done yet. Not done yet.
0: Coach Simmons, any final thoughts, any last message you want to share with our Gardner-Webb family with Bulldog Nation?
2: Um, well, and to piggyback off of what Michaela said, on my practice plan starting in August, It didn't say, you know, the date. It didn't say anything when it came to my title. It was championship prep every single day. Um, And here recently I told the team I just switched it up um, to what it says on our practice plans. Um, But I think a while ago I had a meeting with you um, and you didn't know, you, I mean, you and I were just conversing and having a conversation about you know, the team and things like that. But one thing that you told me was, and if anybody knows me when you tell me something, I'm pretty headstrong in making it happen. Um, you said you wanted to have you wanted to make Gardner Webb a national name. Um, you didn't know that was a challenge, but I took it as a challenge. Um, and I think right now, when you look at social media, um, when you look at some of the people who are all of a sudden in our corner, um, I feel like we've made Gardner Webb a national name. Last night, um, you know, Candace Parker, Debbie Antonelli, um, Don Staley tweeting us on um, social media. Um, some of the um, some of the people you see on TV even um, tweeting us and congratulating us and things like that. So I think at this point, Gardner-Webb is definitely a national name. Um, I think people know who Gardner-Webb is. Um, and I, again, it just it still feels like we're literally just getting started
0: um, to where we're going. Congratulations. Thank you guys you. have done amazing stuff already and much more to come. All right, folks, our thanks to Coach Alex Simmons, Mark Rabb, Michaela Funderburk, Wes Cogdall for joining us today on Bulldog Dialogue. As a reminder, you can check out Gardner-Webb women's basketball in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And you can learn more about all running Bulldog sports by checking out gwu-sports.com. And to join the Gardner-Webb Bulldog Club, visit gardner-webb.edu slash Or just call Wes, 704-406-4630. We invite you to hang around. We've got more on Bulldog Dialogue after this quick timeout.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Daniel Thomas, the mayor of Boiling Springs, North Carolina. And on behalf of the Town and Garden Webb University, I'd like to invite you to Webstock 23 on April 22nd. We are taking over Main Street in Boiling Springs from 1 to 10 p.m. for a day filled with fun and festivities. You can catch live music, check out local artisans, engage with street vendors, enjoy local food and beverage, and even bring the children out to the kid zone. Music will be provided by Chatham County Line, Cassette Rewind, the Phoebe's Band, 96-ish, and Rutherford County Line. Again, mark your calendars for Webstock 23 on April 22nd from 1 to 10 p.m. on Main Street, Boiling Springs, and the Gardner Webb University campus. For more information, visit boilingspringsnc.net or gardnerweb.edu forward slash Webstock. We'll see you there.
0: Welcome back to Bulldog Dialogue. It's time to check out some headlines. What's happening at Gardner Webb in the news? and in the digital space. All right, we're going to start on Instagram. We're going to look at Gardner-Webb alumni. We are happy, happy to announce that Gardner-Webb will welcome back alumna Sharon Decker. She's going to come back to campus as our commencement speaker in May. Decker is a former North Carolina Commerce Secretary, is currently the president of Tryon Equestrian Partners, Decker started her career at Duke Energy, and during her 17-year tenure there, she made history by becoming the company's youngest and first female vice president. We look forward to having Sharon Decker share her story and challenge our graduates this May in Spangler Stadium. All right, more on the academic side and academic spotlight on Twitter at Caramont Health. Um, A partnership between Caramont Health and Gardner-Webb University's Hunt School of Nursing is addressing the nursing shortage while helping our students complete their requirements for licensure. Through this initiative, Caramont Health is offering senior nursing students at Gardner-Webb $7,500 in tuition assistance and the opportunity to complete their required practicum hours at the hospital. In return, the students agree to work as an RN for Caramont Health for two years after graduation. This semester, eight GW students are receiving assistance. So we want to thank our friends at Caramont Health for this incredible partnership and in making sure that our region and our state have the nurses that they need and that our students get through school uh, in great financial health themselves. All right. An athletic spotlight from Instagram, at GW Wrestling. Our congratulations to R.J. Mosley, earning a second consecutive Southern Conference title, gaining his third trip to the NCAA Wrestling Championships, going out to Tulsa. Uh, We're also celebrating Jaquan Anderson for making his second appearance in the NCAA Championships. Gardner Webb has now seen 33 wrestlers advance to the NCAA Division I Wrestling Championships since the year 2000. Congratulations, gentlemen. All right, a spotlight on university advancement Twitter at Gardner Alum. You can follow all alumni affairs there on Twitter at Gardner Webb Alum. Save the date, ladies and gentlemen Gardner Webb's eighth annual Double Dog Day is April 20th. The campus community, along with alumni, friends, and longtime supporters, we have an opportunity to surpass last year's giving and score another record-breaking total. Donors can choose the people, the programs, the causes that they want to support across the GW campus. Donors can also take advantage of matching opportunities that could double the impact of their giving. These matching contributions are made possible thanks to the generosity of other donors. You can find out more at gardner-web.edu forward slash give. And that's Double Dog Day, April 20th. All right, folks, and we've got one last item from social media to take a look at. This is Facebook. Follow Gardner Web on Facebook. There is a big new dog on our campus and you're not going to be able to miss it. Unveiled just this week, a larger-than-life running bulldog sculpture has made its home outside of the Lutz Yelton Convocation Center lower-level main entrance. This new addition to campus celebrates the competitive spirit of Gardner-Webb's student-athletes, and it captures the dedication and pride of our students, our alumni, and our friends. The bulldog sculpture is made possible by the generous support of David and Marie Brinkley, by other friends of GWU, and by the talents of sculptor John Hare. Come by, folks. It's an amazing thing to behold. Come see the big new dog on our campus. All right, folks, that's it from a quick tour of social media and Gardner Web in the headlines. We'll take one last break and wrap up Episode 16.
4: Earn your bachelor's in nursing and advance your career. At Gardner-Webb University, we understand that nurses often feel called into their profession, and we work hard for you so we can provide quality and convenience as you pursue this life-changing journey. You can earn the Bachelor of Science in Nursing, the BSN, online in about a year. At Gardner-Webb, you can gain leadership skills, develop your understanding of managing care for patients, and work to develop a broader understanding of professional, ethical, and legal standards of medicine. gardner Web graduates are ready to make a transformative difference in the lives of their patients. Designed with working nurses already in mind, you can earn your BSN degree 100% online. And college credits that you've already earned, they may be eligible to apply to this degree. Contact us online to learn more at gardner-webb.edu forward slash BSN.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, My thanks again to Coach Alex Simmons, Mark Rabb, Michaela Funderburk, and Wes Cogdall for being with us on Episode 16 of Bulldog Dialogue. As a reminder, you can follow the running Bulldogs through the NCAA tournament at gwsports.com. And remember, wherever you are, on the road, in the office, at home, in the gym, watching the Bulldogs in Salt Lake City, you can find and subscribe to all official Gardner Web podcasts on any of your favorite platforms. You can also check out gardner-web.edu forward slash podcast for a complete listing of podcast archives. Until next time for Bulldog Dialogue, I'm Gardner Web President William Downs. Let's go, dogs.